Housing market affordability is so strained that couples want down payment cash rather than a wedding gift. Now, I can understand why they would want to do this, but no one should do this for them, right? So Oliver and Cassie Nelson's love story started in 2012 at an Outback Steakhouse on Federal Highway in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Cassie was a 21-year-old server who lived with her parents, and Oliver was an eight, was 18 years old and still in high school. Resistant to moving with her parents to Alabama, Cassie soon asked Oliver to move in with her, and so started their journey of moving back and forth across the state, whether for school or work. Oliver went on to complete a couple years at Broward College in Fort Lauderdale, but then moved to Orlando so he could finish out school at the University of Central Florida, where he graduated with a bachelor's degree in environmental engineering. Meanwhile, Cassie worked at an orthodontics and dental office as an assistant. They lived and rented an apartment in Orlando for about four and a half years before moving to Tampa, where Oliver had landed his first post-grad job. Our expectation was as soon as I graduated college, we would buy a house, Oliver says. We wanted to get a townhouse because we want a little yard for dogs, but we quickly realized that was not the table for us, especially with the interest rate being so high. Knowing that they wanted to eventually own a home, Oliver, Cassie, and their two dachshunds moved in with Oliver's parents, a stint originally planned to last just three months, but when the couple, who make a combined salary of about $100,000, realized the amount of money it would require to make a down payment on a home, that snowballed into eight months under the same roof as their in-laws. During this time, the couple was also planning their wedding. They had moved in, what Oliver's parents? They moved in with Oliver's parents in January 2023, and the following month had a Las Vegas elopement, which included an Elvis impersonator and cost about 5k to help save for down payment on their home. And the couple added a first home fund, their one and only request on their wedding registry. First home funds are a trend growing in popularity for millennial and Gen Z couples. In fact, 16% of couples who registered in 2022 established a home fund, says Catherine Height, editor of Gifting and Stationery at The Knot, a wedding planning site and vendor marketplace. We have been lucky enough to live together for many years, their wedding registry reads. In that time, we have all we need for the inside. Now we are saving the outside. There is no obligation to contribute, but if you were thinking of getting us anything, this is our dream. If you are coming to our wedding, that is the greatest gift we could ask of you. And home funds have been around as early as 2019, Heist says. But they've really picked up steam in the last two years. The category shows no signs of slowing down. Now, while some guests may prefer their cash gifts to go toward a celebrity treat like a honeymoon dinner, there's something so special about a wedding contribution helping new spouses reach another meaningful minus, uh, milestone home ownership like this is the thing right what people need to kind of like understand the problem with like doing some of these things is that now people are going to like like some people not all the people but some people who do contribute to this like home fund are going to be like oh well we're entitled to say as to what type of house you get we're entitled to say for like what you do with the house. Oh, we're entitled to part of the house. Like some people are just going to be like that. So you got to be very careful with that type of stuff, even like this sort of thing. And also, no one should contribute to something like this either. Let's see. 
The average cost of a wedding in the U.S. in 2022 was $30,000, according to the Nut, which is disgustingly high. Most of the first-time home buyers I am working with are faced with challenges of affordability in competition. Dana Incorvaja, Cassie and Oliver's real agent at Related ISG Roti, tells Fortune. It's not that they can't afford to buy, but that what they can afford in today's market is very different from what a younger generation could buy three to four years ago. Well, that's because of increased interest rates, inflation, etc. Like, what you could buy per dollar is not that much compared to, like, four years ago. (laughs) But soon, more than likely, there is probably going to be some houses going down in value. Let's see. The money contributed to the first home fund, along with the money they saved during the time spent living with Oliver's parents, made possible their dream to buy a home. In early August, they closed on a 292000 one-bedroom condo in the Tarpon River neighborhood in Fort Lauderdale. Honest to God, it was this the first home fund and his parents letting us stay there, Cassie says. We would have never been able to buy. We would have rented our whole life. Now, that seems pretty hefty for like a bedroom, con- like for a one-bedroom condo. Like you probably could have found a home, like a single-family home, for cheaper. So that's kind of interesting. And I guess obviously you don't necessarily care too much about <laughs> land for your dogs, like a yard for your dogs. So even with the down payment saved up, it was still challenging to find what they were looking for within an affordable range. Finding a home that was in good enough shape to move into without extensive renovations was tough too, Cassie adds. Every night when we would look at homes, we would notice that everything is basically out of our price limit, Oliver says. Indeed, some communities require that the couple put 25% down on the purchase price, which could amount to about $75,000, an amount they were not prepared to pay. Now, think about it like that for a second. Some communities, meaning that they were looking at things that had a pretty restrictive HOA, which is like, to me, I never really understood the purpose of buying a home with an HOA because they're just bunches of like, I mean, to be frank, they're like a bunch of dicks, right? That are trying to dictate what you can do with the property that you bought. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, imagine spending hundreds of thousands of dollars just so that someone who probably doesn't have as much money you have in the home or whatever telling you what to do with the home that you buy. Like, it's just crazy to me. Like, you're paying money to be told what to do. Let's see. Uh... It was a tedious process finding a home that would work for them. Oliver says, adding that some communities wouldn't accept pets. Again, why are you trying to look for HOAs? Like, I again, I don't understand. Like, why try to find communities, HOAs? Like, they're so restrictive. We didn't want to settle, Cassie says. We already had been living in his parents' house, so it's either going to be a couple more weeks or a couple more months. And Cassie and Oliver ended up purchasing the 900-square-foot, one-bedroom, one-and-a-half-bath condo, which was listed at $300,000 for $292,000 at a 7% mortgage rate. 
that is a disgusting mortgage rate. They also pay about $600 extra in HOA fees each month, which brings their total housing cost per month to about $2,300. Like, again, this is the thing that I've never understood why people willingly do this. You're going to spend hundreds of dollars to be told what to do in your own home or what you can do at your own home. Like, no. Like, to me personally, I would never buy something that has an HOA unless for some reason I want to, like, be completely hands-off with that property and they basically cover everything. Like, they got, like, like, I'd never have to worry about anything at all for that. But, gosh, an extra 600 bucks a month on just HOA fees? That just seems insane to me. Because another way to look at it, right? Like, let's see how much money you're, like, losing per month on, like, money, right? So, compound interest calculator, just for fun, right? So, let's see. So, I listed the initial investment, $600. Monthly contribution, $600, although honestly, it'll probably go up over time. Length of time, let's say that they stay here for like 40 years. So estimated interest rate, this would probably be about like 10% roughly. So interest rate variance change around like a 2% variance calculate. Okay, so this HOA, right, in terms of like opportunity cost, is costing this couple $3,213,821.95. Like, I think people don't really understand the true meaning of spending money like this, right? Because you're not really spending any money in terms of like improvement of your property, like like the property value, right? Like you're not really getting a return on that HOA fee. You're just bleeding $600, right? That's all that's happening. So if you had bought like a single family home that didn't have an HOA and you put that 600 bucks towards your retirement, this is like, again, what you could have, right? Now, you have that going the opposite way, right? So you're making this amount of money pretty much to the apartment complex. Well, the condo complex, whatever. Which, again, to me, is just crazy. Like, I don't think people really understand that. So while most housing markets are in the midst of an affordability crunch, first-time home buyers now represent 50% of all home buyers in the U.S., Nicole Bashad is senior economist with Zillow Tells Fortune. Even though affordability in this housing market is challenging, first-time buyers are getting creative to make it work, with 60% of first-time buyers using at least two sources to finance their down payment, typically savings and gifts from family or friends, she says. Oliver and Cassie's advice for first-time home buyers: don't give up. It's hard to give advice when you know a lot of this is possibly oh, is possible due to our family. Cassie says, we'd never be able to buy this place without the help of our family, Oliver adds. Yeah, so feel free to give your thoughts on this. Again, to me, 
One, you really shouldn't be buying a home at a 7% interest, like mortgage rate interest. Like that's like a crazy high interest rate. Two, if you can, do not buy an HOA home or a home with an HOA because you're just bleeding money for not really much purpose. And to be frank, I don't understand how people can justify spending money so that a group of people that you don't like and don't respect tell you what you can or cannot do with your home or to your home. Like, to me, that would just piss me off. Like, imagine spending 600 bucks a month and then people saying, like, oh, yeah, you can't go do that. Oh, yeah, you can't have dogs. Oh, yeah, you can't have cats. Oh, yeah. Uh, you want to paint your wall? No. Like, why the hell would anyone want to deal with that? So that's just my point of view on this whole thing. Like, there are ways where you could just save a down payment. Depending on the type of loan you could get, you might be able to get away with like 5% down. You should definitely try to strive for 20%, but I think the minimum is about like 5%. But here's the reality. You are ready to buy a home when you are financially ready to buy a home, meaning you're ready when you're ready, not before. Like, so you got to make it make sense to you, right? If you try to buy a home when you're like trying to live, like when you're currently like living paycheck to paycheck, you're going to completely screw yourself. If you are someone who doesn't really budget their money well, and you have a ver- like a variable income, like one month might be 2K, another month might be 8K, you're not ready to buy a home, right? You're only ready to buy a home when you can financially afford it without putting harm to your current financial situation. That is the only time when you're okay to buy a home, and typically that is when you're debt-free in terms of like consumer and student loans, right? Because like if you got student loan debt, if you got consumer debt, like like high interest credit cards, car loans, whatnot, you're not really ready to buy a home because the amount of cash flow that you have going away is horrible, right? Your debt to income ratio is horrible to the point where you might not even be able to de- get approved for a home loan because you just have too much debt. So, like, if you are trying to buy a home soon and you're having to finance it, try to save up to, like, 20% of the purchase price of the home, right? But also, get rid of all the consumer debt that you got as much as possible. Now, again, to me, you should be completely debt-free. Then you could buy a home because that just makes it a lot easier. But people are going to do whatever they're going to do. Just understand, you can be denied a home loan if you have like too much car debt, too much credit card debt, etc. Uh, 